Good morning. Let's turn together to Romans chapter 14. We'll start reading at verse 13 and through the end of the chapter. Uh, we continue on the same uh, theme that we had last week, and that is uh, dealing with issues in life that um, are sort of on the peripheral of, of, uh, of, the, uh, of uh, the core of Christian doctrine and teaching. And, and what I mean by that is we're not dealing with things here that, that are like the deity of Christ, the existence of God, the Trinity, uh, the blood atonement, uh, salvation by grace through faith, those kinds of things. That's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing more with uh, matters where you've you got to sort of think through the issue and what do you do as a result of that. We mentioned last week that their particular issue back in the New Testament era was whether or not to eat meat that had been uh, sacrificed to idols, uh, not as big an issue for us today, uh, but uh, uh, certainly an issue that they had to confront. And people with uh, very solid and firm Christian convictions could come to uh, differing opinions as to exactly what to do. And Paul talks about, well, what do you do when uh, well-meaning and well-grounded Christians sort of collide with, with their opinions about what Christian life means? And so we'll continue in that vein and try to uh, uh, think through how we approach uh, issues of life that may not be clear. Uh, to some of us, they're all clear, but they may not be clear to others. And so we'll, we'll deal with that. Um, you see, we're still talking about being a Romans 12 Christian. Romans 12 Christian is someone who's read uh, what Paul said, I beseech you by the mercies of God, that is by the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that we are made right with God, we are made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ that's appropriated by faith. It's all the grace of God. Uh, and, and when that happens, God takes us and he, and he uh, gives us uh, the resurrection power to live, a new life. Uh, we saw that in, in, uh, in chapter 6. Remember that, that in, in baptism, the old person of sin put to death, the new person raised up to walk, the Bible language is, and newness of life. And so we talk about having a new life. You know, and by the way, most of us think new life is, well, we botched the old one, we get a second chance. And that's not it. It's a case of we were sinners and we were absolutely dead and God has given us something that we've never had before and that is life, spiritual life in Jesus Christ. It's not just an improvement on where we were. It's not just a way to do better at what we tried before. It is, in point of fact, a brand new life in Christ. So we are raised to walk in newness of life. And as a result of that, then we are called to present ourselves, our bodies, as living sacrifices to God, to be constant living worship services, giving God praise, honor, and glory in every venue and every situation of life. And so that's a Romans 12 Christian. And that's continuing now in through, uh, into chapter 14. This, this theme will, will uh, also take us into a little bit into chapter 15, but it all has to do with what it means to, be, uh, to consciously strive to look more and more like Jesus every day, where he is sovereign over our lives as opposed to just an advisor or something of that nature. So that's what we're still talking about today in this scripture. Uh, I want to just alert you to one verse there towards the end of, of the passage that we'll be reading. Uh, this is down in um, uh, verse 22. Uh, Paul says, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. And I read that and I just said, well, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to talk about my faith. I thought I was supposed to share 
the gospel and share a testimony of what it means to be uh, saved in Christ and, and, and to share my faith. And here the, there's a Bible verse that says, do I'll just keep your faith between you and God. Uh, what's important to remember is the context here. He's talking about how faith leads us to come to conclusions where there might be differences of opinion. And what he's saying is don't feel like you have to browbeat everybody with your wonderful logic and insight and just uh, you know, tell people that you've got the system and, 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 you know, and that kind of thing, but rather you know, make it an act of worship before God. And then when there was uh, you know, other people of equal faith, of equal devotion to Christ, have a differing opinion, you don't have to go to war over it. You simply have to love one another uh, in Christ. So that's what he means. He's not talking about uh, keep the testimony of faith to yourselves. He's saying, you know, um, these, these things that I've been talking about uh, that, that uh, uh, you don't need to uh, start a fight every time somebody disagrees with you, okay? Now, keep that in mind at the end of the sermon if you disagree with me. And uh, <laughs> so basically he's saying keep it to yourself. All right. Well, having said that, all right, let's back up. And, and uh, in verse 13, Romans chapter 14, it's starting verse 13. It says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Let's bow together in prayer. As so often, Father, we are overwhelmed by the impact of your word on our lives. For we go to the scriptures and there we see set before us the life of holiness, the life of godliness, the life that follows in the footsteps of Christ, the life of faith and trust and obedience. We see there presented in scripture the life that we ought to live and we are overwhelmed because there's such a great distance between where we are and where the scripture says we need to be. But Lord, we are not discouraged because we also know the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we know that you do not leave us on our own to work on our own and to live on our own. But Father, you send your Holy Spirit to give us the guidance, the wisdom, the, to give us the, the dynamic power to enable us to live for Christ. Father, we know that even the Christian walk is an act of your grace for us. And so while it is overwhelming to think of, of what you are doing in our lives and, and, and the life to which you have called us, it, it is also greatly comforting 
to know that you have given us the resource, your own presence, your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray you would make us ever reliant, ever obedient, Father, ever trusting, that you would work in us for your glory, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.